Hi, everyone. Today is October 13th, 2020, and this is SMB's weekly Options Tribe webinar. The Options Tribe is held every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. throughout the year, Eastern Time. And uh, we do this webinar so that we can expose our options trading community to the best and the brightest uh, in the options strategy and theory world. We've had uh, guests from you know all over the world on our webinar, literally pretty much every continent except, I guess, Antarctica. And the idea is that you walk away from every Options Tribe meeting with some information that will help you to improve your skills as an options trader. That's the whole point of the Options Tribe. So before we get started, I wanted to point out that SMB training is not a broker-dealer. We're doing these webinars for educational purposes only. Please take some time to read these important disclaimers. And I'd also like to point out um, that options trading is risky, uh, as is all forms of trading and investing. And so you can't expose any of your capital to options trading without first doing a lot of uh, back testing and paper trading, getting yourself a good solid education. When you do trade live, trade very small relative to your net worth and net income throughout a very long period of time so that you get to experience different market conditions with a small amount of capital at risk. If you get size up too early, then what you'll find is you're going to get into situations where you're going to panic because you'll have a lot of capital at risk and you won't understand why the options are responding the way they're responding and you don't want to put yourself in that position. So uh, that is a word to the wise. So with that out of the way, I would like to welcome back for who knows now at this point, probably the 50th time John, John Locke has been a guest on the Options Tribe. Uh, John is a trader on our uh, trading desk and has been pretty much from the beginning. And as you all know, John is also one of the top options traders in the world and a options educator and theorist. I don't know anyone who uh, knows more about options income trading period than John Locke. So uh, it's very much worth your while to be here at our webinar today. And today, John is going to be talking about the Rock options trading strategy, which is one of his numerous inventions and probably one of the most fascinating uh, trading strategies you're ever going to see because it's not one strategy. It's, it's, it's a bunch of strategies put together and utilized in a strategic way. And John will explain that much better than I will. So John, I am going to turn the desktop over to you. And we should be good to go. Great. All right, so welcome everybody to Rocktoberfest 2020, and we have a special treat of having it on October 13th this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad Which, luck. Hopefully, good luck. No, no, that's actually good luck. So I only wish it was a Friday. So right. it'd be Friday, October 13th. But yep. um, but we're on a Tuesday this year. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to talk about this dominating 2020 with the Rock. As you know, we've been doing this Rock promotion in October for I don't know several years now, yeah. and. Uh, I always love talking about the rock. It's such a dynamic trading strategy. And the good part about the rock is we can talk about this thing year after year after year and always pretty much depend on the, the rock doing very well in the marketplace. Yep. You know, whereas a lot of other strategies, you're going to find them varying up and down from time to time. Uh, the rock varies as well, but it generally pretty much always does pretty well. So these are the disclaimers from Seth. So we'll keep going on here. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with me, I have a website. I'm John Locke. I have a website, LockingYourSuccess.com. Just some free resources that we have. If you're interested, we have the winningtrade.com, and that goes over um, multiple different types of income trades, including the rock. And I think we have two um, samples of the rock there. So we're going to go over some samples today, but we have some additional samples there if you want to see them. And also we have tradingperformancepodcast.com where we do free podcasts on trading performance if you're interested in that. And if you're trading, you should definitely be interested in trading performance. So uh, this is more along the lines of trading psychology and uh, other things related to trading performance. So I recommend you go down and take a look at those. All right, let's get going. So what is the rock? Well, it's a strategy that I came up with in the idea of bringing a, uh, what we call a market neutral trader or a non-subjective trader up to the point where they can trade market neutral strategies subjectively. Now, with any type of trading strategy, if you're just using it on its own, in other words, if you're using a singular rule set to run through all different types of market environments, you can't really expect 
consistency in your returns. And when we talk to our clients, a lot of people say, hey, I want consistency, but I expect to do it by doing the same thing no matter what's happening in the environment. I mean, that's like running across the street at 3 o'clock in the afternoon exactly every day and hoping you don't get by a car. You know, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> depending on what's going on in the, on the street, you may or may not want to run across the street today. So it's just taking a, a little bit of a sense of your environment uh, around you into consideration when putting your trading strategy on. And we like to eventually get people up to what we call M21. And M21 is where you come in and you develop your own trading strategy based on what's going on in the environment. Uh, and the stepping stone to get to that level is something like the rock trade. Now, the rock trade is what we call an automatically adaptable trade. Uh, by that, we mean it is traded differently depending on what your implied volatility skew curves are going into uh, going into the trade. And then depending on what happens during the trade, it's going to be traded differently depending on whether the market goes up a lot or whether it's choppy or whether the market's going down. And in, so in this process of developing this or in developing income trades, you know, some of the things that you may have, or if you've been trading these for a while, some of the things you may have noticed is that you know, if you go back to 2013 and you take a look at trading a butterfly with a call on it, for example, or a broken wing butterfly, you'll notice that it's very, very different. You're going to pay a, a lot different uh, cost of the butterflies going to be a lot different. The T plus zero line curve is going to be a lot different. Your delta going to end is going to be a lot different. In other words, the risk profile is completely different than it is if you went on today and you put on that same position. It's going to look very, very different. And that being the case, it makes sense to trade the market differently because in an environment like today, we're expecting, because of the implied volatility skew curve, that's telling us we're expecting some very, very large point moves in the marketplace. Where if you start getting these really uh, 2013 conditions, that's telling you to expect very slow-moving market conditions. And the reality is you're going to do a lot better in the market if the market is it has a slow move is it's very slow moving you're going to do a lot better being in a more of a condor type of position or maybe a, i should put it as a very high theta position than you are if you're in you know this very flat delta position that really doesn't take on any theta right in contrast to that if you get an environment like today and you're putting on a really a high theta high gamma position you're going to end up having, it's going to be problematic, especially if the market's choppy and it's making these really big moves. You're likely to lose that position. In that case, you want to be more in a very flat T plus zero line curve type of a situation. So what this does is we do what we call an entry test. We take a look at a butterfly. We say, well, what's the butterfly cost? What's the delta of the butterfly uh, in this position? And depending on what that is, we're going to make an assumption about the implied volatility skew curves because the reality is your T plus zero line on your butterfly is just a really simple way of, of basically looking at what the implied volatility skew curve is. Now, from a user standpoint, you don't know any of this. All you know is I have a delta limit on the entry test, and if it goes, you know, if it's in, if it's in a certain category of delta, then we're going to enter in one configuration. If it's another category of delta, we're going to enter in another configuration, depending on what's going on. And then as the market moves and things change in the marketplace, we may shift, depending on what's happening, we may shift configurations during the trade in, in an attempt to stay in the very best type of configuration to maximize our gains. Okay. Oh, just to, I want to note too, the strategy, the way I, when I'm talking about it, it, it is not a beginner strategy, all right? It's for uh, more advanced traders. And um, so, for example, just to put it out there, we have prerequisites for it. Uh, it's understood if you come into the ROC program that you own, that you uh, understand the M3 trading strategy and also that you understand the bearish butterfly trading strategy. And as a matter of fact, I would say those courses should be prerequisites before you get into this and yeah, you should and thoroughly understand them. And we'll discuss that a little bit later too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I'm just, I'm just putting that up front. So this is a, this is a higher level advanced strategy. This is also a time-tested and proven strategy. So I developed this strategy in 2012 as a stepping stone to help people develop into more adaptable professional traders. And you know, if you look at our trading strategies, 
any trading strategy really, but um, you know, we're focusing on learning the proper skills to become tremendously successful as a trader. And uh, you know, no trading strategy in itself is going to make you successful. And I know this because I've done, it, done experiments over the years many times of taking a singular trading strategy and having a bunch of people trade it. And a singular trading strategy, strategy and having people trade it, and some people do well, and some people do poorly, and they all swear they follow the guidelines, right, or the rules. And then, of course, when you look at a, uh, if you look at any twenty successful traders, tremendously successful, you're going to find out they're all trading different things. <laughs> Meaning that the strategy in itself isn't the magic pill to become successful. It's learning about the strategies. It's learning where they do well, where, where they do poorly, and then uh, you know understanding how they fit in with the marketplace and then being able to identify that and adapt. That's where you're going to become more consistent with your returns. That's where you're going to become a tremendously successful trader. So we always, always focus people on that. Okay. That said, you know, uh, we've been following this strategy. We have a Monday morning webinar called Options Trading for Income. Every Monday morning, we go over, you know, the M3, the Bearish Butterfly, the Rock, and, and various other strategies. And um, we're doing these trades real time. In other words, we're not backtesting the trades. There's a big difference between backtesting and making your decisions real time. Because as you trade in your backtester, you have the chance to go back and change your decision. And many people do this inadvertently without really thinking about it or really considering it. But what they'll do is they'll modify the trade slightly in back testing just so that it always does well. When you're making your decisions real time and I'm making them in front of a hundred people, then if I go back and change them, well I have to make I have to give a good reason why I'm doing that, right? So, you know, having real time and making these decisions real time is 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 much different than back testing. And we've been doing that with the rock strategy since it came out in 2012. I think the first year we started covering was 2013, the year after it came out. And from then till today, you know, I'll show you how we did when we go uh, in the next slide. But the strategy itself, just following the basic guidelines within the strategy has turned out to be the most consistent, highest yielding rule-based income strategy, not only that I, I, I have, but the highest one that I've ever seen. Now, it's not the highest every single year, but if you take a seven-year average, it's very, very good. So let's just touch on how it's been doing. So again, this is as seen in options trading for income on our Monday morning webinars. They're simulated trades, but they're real-time trades, okay? In 2013, we did 177, then you know, 119, 104. We had 2016 was the tough year at 24. Then we had a 106, a 46, a 121. And if you take this seven-year average, it averages out 99.9% annually per year. And that's without overlapping trades, right? So, you know, you see an M3, for example, and you might see a 60 or 70% return on M3, but you have to consider that you're overlapping trades. So realistically, when you cut that back at an account level, you're looking at more, more like 30%, all right? So this is non-overlapping trades, nearly 100% uh, yearly uh, average returns. So that's really, really good, and it's pretty consistent. There's a lot of years it's up near that. Like I said, there's some years where we had some challenges. And that includes this year. We had a little bit of challenge this year, but it wasn't because of the strategy. And we kind of talk about this the thing. So this is the 2020 rock results as demonstrated again in our Options Training for Income Weekly webinar. We had one loss this year in March, and it was a maximum loss. And the rest of the year was uh, was very good with near a break even here in February for the closed trades for the year. We haven't closed October yet. That's still open, and so far it's profitable. We'll see how it goes. But closed trades for this year so far were about 64.63%. So we're doing a little less than average, but I'd also like to point out that we had some uh, very challenging year, right? We had the largest down point move in history, followed by the biggest up point move in history. We've had implied volatility skew curves like we've never seen before. And uh, in addition, we would, we were using uh, option view analytical software, and that had some challenges this year. You know, we kind of, in May, with the new update, it had problems with T plus zero line and projections and so forth. And, and uh, those are the challenges that we had to uh, go through during the year. Now, the good part about challenges whenever they come up, though, is that we make improvements. 
And one of the things we did with the rock trade this year is we came out with a 2020 update and not only the rock trade, but also the M3 and the bearish butterfly. We have a 2020 update that has guidelines for the O&E or Auction Net Explorer analytical software. So we can now trade these strategies on that software. And we have some you know, evidence of how it's going to do. So I think that's a, a, that's a wonderful thing. And it only makes things better. Also in 2020, with the M3 Rock and Bearish Butterfly, we set in some new guidelines to deal better with the new implied volatility skew curves. My point being that you know, challenges make us better. And you know, if you, as long as you step up to that challenge, and that's what we did here. And the new uh, implied volatility skew curves, we don't know how long they're going to be here. They may be here for a very long time. They may kind of settle out in a couple of years. We really don't know. But you know, we constantly update these systems because I'm constantly uh, following and analyzing these in our options trading for income Monday morning meetings. And you know, we can see when, when things happen that you, maybe you wouldn't expect in a rule set. So you know, when we make a rule set for, or when anybody makes a rule set for a particular trading strategy, they're doing so generally based on the past because that's all the information they have. And when you have something new that happens, you want to be able to identify, first of all, it's something new that's happening, and then know how, then you want to know how to deal with it. So that's what we did here. And we upgraded that, and I uh, hope that is good for everybody. So I have some examples from the Rock Trade. And again, it's an, what we call an advanced uh, stage four trading strategy. And it's a, it's a rule-based strategy, but the, it does allow a limited amount of subjectivity as we do in stage four trades. So we have a trader success blueprint that has stages one, two, three, four, and five, the five being the highest level. This is what we would call an advanced stage four. And in our stage four trade, we go from like a stage two or three trade, for example, we're going to have very strict rules and really very, very few gray areas you could have in the guidelines. We get into the rock, we allow a little bit of more gray area and some more uh, trader judgment. And as you get better as traders, you're, you're, going to be benefit, you're going to benefit by doing that. So we do suggest uh, allowing yourself to do that. So anyway, any questions yet, Seth? I think you're going to be answering this. What capital is needed to enter any of these trades? I think Marin is asking about everything you were talking about. Here's the rock trade. All the examples are done with $50,000 plan capital, which sounds like a lot. But if you're at stage four level, I mean, that's generally, that's not a whole lot of money. Uh, you can trade it with as little as $5,000. And we show you how to do that in the program. So the way the program is, is, is set out is we do all the examples at $50,000 plan capital. We don't do any capital control within the program. In other words, we just play it out full size. Sometimes we'll go over $50,000 capital when we do it. Then we have a, um, a capital control and incremental position adjustment video. Once you learn how to do the basic strategy, because like I said, it is a more advanced level, we, uh, you want to apply the uh, capital control to it. And it shows you how to do that in that video. And maybe I'll, I'll, ta I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit. Uh, in it. Our new 2020 update automatically provides some capital control in the new M3 guidelines. So if you're in M3 positioning, we automatically uh, have adapted that in there. Uh, in the rock program, in the rock position, we kind of layer it on top. So, um, so we're going to be cutting the capital down there. Now, then we have a section that'll, that talks about trading it with a $5,000 planned capital. It's more challenging because in a normal full-size position, for example, you can add one butterfly and make a certain change in your delta. If you have a one lot on or a $5,000 position on and you make one butterfly, that's going to be a much more drastic change. So we have to have a way of, of adjusting more incrementally, and you can do that. And it's a little bit more complex from a trading standpoint. It's not it's, it's, it's simple. From a mechanical standpoint, it's simple. But from an understanding comp perspective, um, some people have challenges understanding what we're doing. So it, it's outlined in that. And I just, we put the program together that way because I didn't want to put the complexity of, of incremental adjustments in with the basic program because it gets too 
complex for a lot of people. So in order to keep it understandable, like I said, we do the $50,000 position and then we show you the incremental adjustability and the capital control in another section within the program. And when you apply those together, you can, apply, you can trade this with 5,000 plant capital. All right, and the M3 is pretty much the same way as is the bearish butterfly. Okay. Uh, we also have a question from Eves. Uh, can we follow without problems the training videos with Option Net Explorer? Should we first watch your extra video about changing the guidelines for Option Net Explorer and then go back and watch the whole thing? I suggest you use all the Option View guidelines with the main program and back test it and trade it that way, you will get different results from what I was getting because of the differences within the two programs. And then apply the Option Net Explorer uh, guideline changes that we made. So, so in other words, the update isn't a complete program. The update is the changes from the original guidelines. So I would suggest learning the original guidelines first and the original configurations. One of the things we did in the update is we eliminated I think three of the configurations that we use and um, we streamlined it and it was just, it's more because the analytical software can't, doesn't project, I say can't, but doesn't project well. The O&E analytical software doesn't project as well. Uh, it's not a, uh, through a wide variety of situations as option view does. Mm -hmm. But so in order to get around that, I ended up simplifying the positioning and that's all explained in the update. So, all right, John's asking, can existing owners of the rock and M3 and bearish butterfly get access to the, the O and E modified guidelines? Well, they're all there, right? They're all in the program. They're, they're in there already, John, you just have to check your members area. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's in, it's in the 2020 update. So assuming you guys posted it, which I know you did because people yeah. have already talked to me about it. Yeah, we um, did. Then, um, then yeah, it would just be in the 2020 update. Okay. okay. And Steve Gans is asking, could could you trade the same exact rule set on IWM instead of RUT, but one tenth of the size? I would not do that. IWM does not have the same implied volatility skew structure. So, I mean, you can try it and you can play with it and you can back test it, but I wouldn't do it. I would do the capital control method within the uh, within the program. All right, Radu's uh, is asking, um, are these results based on trading only the rock, or is it, or even if it's an M3 entry of the rock, is are those numbers included in your rock returns? Right, right. So, so sometimes the rock is going to be entered like this. <laughs> I have this here. Sometimes the rock is going to be entered like this. Sometimes it's going to be entered in what we call M3 configuration. Now, M3 configuration within the ROC is going to be different than this is an M3 configuration entry. It's still the ROC strategy, but the M3 configuration is actually going to be treated a little bit differently in the ROC program than it is in the M3 program. Okay. So it sounds like the answer is yes, though, to Radu's question that even if yeah. you start as an M3, those are in the numbers. Because yeah. for one thing, it can it can convert out of M3 into... Right, uh, the traditional right. rock in the middle of the trade, right? It might, yeah, it might, it might convert into rock. It might not, and it might start as rock, and it may end up converting into an M three. So, right, exactly. It can go the other way too. And finally, Walter wants to know if these are compounded returns or are they, you know, straight? They're straight month yeah. to month. So, yeah, month to month returns. That's that's what I thought. Um, yeah, and uh, Rod is asking because most entries lately have been M three, uh, or he's saying in in general in his testing. So that goes back. To more than just lately, he's saying uh, yep. typically yeah. the M3 is the starting point. Typically, you're going to enter an M3. Yep. Right. I would say, uh, well, so, right, 75% of the time. This year, it's like 90, 95% of the time. But uh, really, January, I think, was the only rock entry this year. But yeah, historically, historically, most of the time, you're going to enter in an M3 position. Right. Which is yep. one of the many reasons you really need to know that M3 course. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's, we cleared all the questions. Okay. Super. Yeah. So what we're going to do here is let me just, is we, is we do something called an entry test and that's just a matter of taking a, a butterfly here and sticking it on and 
checking what kind of delta that we have 20 points over the short strikes. So in this case here, we have a delta of around one, a little over 180. Now 180 is generally the cutoff limit. So um, at 180, a lot of times the trader could go either way. Again, we allow a little bit of flexibility in the rule set. But uh, in this case here, we are going to go into what we call rock position. And when we do that, we usually move a little bit tighter to the market. So we went into 1650 with a set of 10 butterflies. And then we're going to add butterflies up here, uh, 40 points higher. So we have our 1650s and we go to 1690. And I like to try to get five butterflies in if I can. And if I put five butterflies in here, I'm going to go back and forward a little bit because... If I get five butterflies in here, in this case here, it's bringing me down to 131. I don't like to go too flat. Ideally, I like to shoot for minus 180, but I, in other words, if I can't get three butterflies, at least three in here, then I'm going to go back to an M3 configuration, even if I, um, uh, even if my, my, my entry trigger tells me to do something, do go into rock trade. Uh, in this case here, if I do five on 131, that's reasonable. So that's going to give me a position that looks like this. So that in that reading that I'm getting is basically telling me that the implied volatility skews are not predicting very large moves in the marketplace, and we're likely to be um, more complacent. So we'll go into this, and I'll just go. Uh, let's see. I'll go to adjustment because we're. We've got time. So it's December 18th, all right? If we go up to the 26th, we are higher in our delta limit. Now, we have a 250 delta limit, and I'm moving backwards and forward in option view because our delta limit changes <laughs> in option view. So sometimes uh, when you go into option view, if you're going to be clicking and unclicking things, you actually have to go three days back and then three days forward. The 255 is, 250s are maximum delta limit in option view in this positioning. So to correct that, we're going to add in some butterflies here at, what's that, 1690? 16, right. And if... We add those in there. Sometimes we don't create more more flat delta. Sometimes we actually create more negative delta, uh, which is the case here. So then we start adding in our 1710s. So in this case here, we ended up. So you actually are flattening deltas. Yeah. So I so I'm actually this one here is increasing position size at 1690. This one here is actually flattening us out a little bit to bring us down to around minus 180. Okay. And this is what this looks like. And for those of you who have seen options trading for income, the options trading for income trade is actually slightly different than this one. Because because we do those those trades real time, sometimes I make errors. And I made an error in this trade. And it still turned out fine. It wasn't a big deal. The results are exactly the same within a few dollars. But um, but the one on the website is actually a little different. So, so just so everybody's aware of that in case they, they're members. So anyway, this is our new position here. And if we go to, so this is 26th, if we go to January 2nd, the market ends up backing off. Uh, in option view, we have a maximum delta of positive 100. So to deal with that, we're going to back out of the 1710s. And that brings us down to about positive 47. So that is acceptable. That's within range. And this is what our new position does here. And then let me go to next trade, which is January 7th. So it's five days later. We run into a situation where um, we're up $5,000, but our delta is too positive again. So I'm going to trade out of the 1710s. Now, when I do that, 
uh, minus two. It still doesn't really bring me low enough. So I have an option at this point. I have options on what I on how I can manage the position. So in the original guidelines, we can either drop out of our upper butterflies and go back towards regular rock position, or we can go into what we call cat position, where we sell these off. and roll these back. Again, this is the options or the flexibility within the program or the subjectivity. So you could roll these back and you can go into cat position and likely end up with about probably about $8,000 here. And that would be the result probably if we went into cat position. We could also go into what we call reverse rock position, which is going to be adding butterflies underneath the market. So, uh, and that would be, let me just do two and let me just try two. This here is also allowed um, within the strategy. That's what we call reverse rock position. In the new guidelines, what we're going to do, I cut out a lot of these positions. What we're going to do with the new guidelines is we're actually just going to start reducing out of these. And I don't know how many I pulled off, but I just I pulled off these two butterflies here at uh, 1710, and then I pulled off some at 1690. So let me just clear those. And you can see we've dropped down to this here where we're positive 55 delta and we dropped into nine butterflies here, 10 at the bottom, and that gives us a situation like this. But I just wanted to show all the options or the flexibility within the system. And you know, we talk about which one you might want to do depending on what's going on in the exterior environment around you. So if we go to, that's the seventh. Next adjustment is the 10th. We get too high in our delta again. We're up about $8,000. We have a profit target, by the way, of $10,000 on our $50,000 position or a 20% profit target, which is higher than a lot of uh, these types of strategies. So anyway, to correct this, I'm going to pull out of some of these 1690s, bring us down in this case to about 33, right, about half of maximum. Maximum positive is positive 100 in the software. And then from there, I don't think there were any further adjustments. I think we just ended up taking profit target. Yeah. So from there on the 13th, oh, higher appropriate, the 13th, we're at 10,679, which is our 20% uh, profit target. And then we closed the position out. So that was what, what things were like back in January with that type of implied volatility skew. And if we go, and I'm just going to jump ahead to more current times. Right. But I, I think it's important for people to know what was going on in January is really normal, right? We've basically yes. been in abnormal since late February, and we've stayed in abnormal. Agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This this is this happens, right? So you know, every once in a while, we hit a rock entry. Usually, we're right around the 180. You know, right around right around near the rock. M3 entry when we're doing a rock trade. We're right around that delta level. Right. Uh, in other words, your butterfly is going to be like well over 100 delta, like 150 to 300. Right. In, in that delta range, that's normal conditions. Um, go into uh, you know June of this year, uh, I want you to take a look at this because this, this, this is a stark change in environment. It's very huge. And um, during that time, from the period of time from January to June, what happened with us is we had the Option View software go completely nuts on us in February, uh, not in February, in March during the big down move, which is partially responsible for the loss that we took in, in March. And from there, you know, real time during the Monday morning webinars, I was literally making up O&E rules. <laughs> <laughs> right. that 
you know, that I can, I can do that because, you know, I have so much experience with these strategies. I can, I can, you know, know, take that. And that's, that's part of the advantage of following along with those is we can recognize that, Hey, something's wrong, right? The, the option view software is not acting normally right now. Uh, You know, and, and we did work with the option view software, I think through, um, through March and through April, even though it was wacky, we just made our own internal mental adjustments for what was going on in the software. And then eventually we said, you know what, we, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last or what the deal is going to be. So we just moved over to O&E on the updates. And then we've spent the rest of the year till year to date in O&E. And I plan on using O&E going forward too, as, by the way, just so that people know. But very drastic, stark changes. Uh, so that's a good to point out, Seth, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I just want you to see the delta difference in this butterfly. Uh, first of all, with ONE software, we're using IM butterflies instead of put butterflies. The reason for that is explained within the programs, but it's a modeling reason. And uh, anyway, when we take a look, synthetically they're the same, by the way. It doesn't really matter. But when we take a look at the same butterfly that we looked at 20 points under the money, I'm just going to take out the call. We're now only at minus 16 delta as opposed to minus 180, right? That's a tenfold difference in our delta range. Uh, This is actually 2008 flatness, and it only lasted in 2008 for a very short period of time. And if we go back to March of this year and April of this – I'm sorry, like April uh, of this year and May, we were getting like five delta Minus five delta. Some, I think one one of them. I think I couldn't even put a call on because it was like point five delta, <laughs> right? It, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see where the T plus zero line is peaking out way way back here. So this is a very very different implied volatility situation, and trading strategy is going to react differently. And that's why we we go into something like this. So you notice we're in, in an out of the money call right now, and we're. Uh, uh, and we're in, in the, and we're in the same ten butterflies, so uh, so very very different. Now here, there's no chance, almost no chance, you're ever going to get into rock position with the implied volatility skew like this. And one of the things that we do is, if we're in M3 positioning, we can't expect to make the same twenty percent. In other words, we can't expect to make twenty thousand dollars out of this trade. Well, we could expect to make, we could give it a shot, all right. But generally, uh, in the guidelines, what I'm suggesting. And, of course, this is trader's choice. I'm suggesting to get out at your 10% profit target rather than going for the 20%. Although, if you're far from expiration and you hit the 10%, you know, I, I'd probably run myself up to the 20 But in M3 configuration, we're keeping uh, a lower profit target. The other thing here is that notice the capital in the position. Before we're looking at it, we have a $50,000 planned capital. The capital in our position is like 6700 bucks. Very, very small capital in the amount. That makes this a very, very safe position to be in. Now, later in the trade, we might jack it up some, but um, you know that's that's an unheard of cost for going into 10 butterflies 30 days to expiration with a call on it. It's right. absolutely unheard of. Anyway, let's um, let's just move on. So we enter the 17th of June. We go to the 29th of June, and our our O&E guidelines, our upside adjustment trigger is actually minus 15. So um, other than that, it's traded very similar to the option view guidelines, but it's minus 15 and we're minus 19. So I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, an adjustment. Now, based on where my call is, the best way to make an adjustment is with moving the call. Much of the time, we would move, do a vertical here at 1400, 1410. But in this case here, we would just move the call. So it's just a simple call, single call vertical adjustment. So we do that and we bring ourselves back to essentially neutral. If we go to next adjustment here, which is July 1st. We run into the same thing, right? We're running a little bit too negative delta. Again, uh, in this particular situation, where we're still pretty far out of the money with the call, we're going to roll the call. 
and that's going to bring us to 14, and that's going to bring us flat delta, right? So it brings to a 53 delta call in this case. Mm -hmm. And if we go from here, I'll see nothing there. I think we end up, the next move might be just closing this. Nope. So from here, ah, okay. Uh, this one's a little more complicated to explain. It is set out in the new guidelines. Um, this was a period of time when we were in transitionary period. So I did not have my downside adjustment guidelines in place yet, but we do have, um, we're, over, we're over our, uh, oh, no, okay, no, so we're over our negative delta, so never mind. <laughs> uh, I know there's another trade in here where I, I need to explain, but this is the same thing. We're just going deeper in the money with the call. So we went from, let's see, we went from our call at 1430 down to our call here at 1390. Again, that brings us relatively flat on the delta scale, and the next one might be when we get knocked out here. Again, two negative delta. So I'm going to go deeper in the money with the call. That puts us at a night. Now, this is a standard M3, right? In, in the old days, per se, right? When we had uh, 10 contracts on, this would normally be our entry position. Mm -hmm. And it would be our entry position 56 days to expiration. Um, it's seven days to expiration, guys. <laughs> right. Uh, that's the difference in the implied volatility skew curve right now. It's crazy. And then if you go next day, I think we exit out, right? So the next day we hit our reduced profit target of 10% of planned capital, keeping in mind we only ever had about 18,000 in this, which is, you know, that's a good 30% gain on what we actually have in the position. And that's essentially um, an example of the newer guidelines in the newer environment. Now, I have a couple other examples that we could do, or I don't know if you have any questions, Seth. That well, we do. Why don't we see how many questions we can get through and see if there's uh, enough time Good. after that for another example or, or not, John. So sure. um, let's talk about Radu's question here. If possible, at a given moment, can you address a bit the current option view modeling situation? He's embarking on a big testing project, and he wants to know, He's afraid of working with the wrong model, which skews his results. Yeah, so the ch we're having a couple of challenges with Option View right now, and I don't want to badmouth anybody. So, and I have a question too that one of my people brought in too, Seth. By the way, so we'll, we'll touch that on that too. But um, I would say use the older version. You know what? I wouldn't backtest anything on Option View right now. I would go with. Oh, any if I'm going to backtest something, and I'll tell you why. Because I think I, I don't know this for sure. My gut is telling me that Option View is going to come out with a whole new software, and I don't know what the modeling is going to be. I don't know if they're going to use their own modeling. And I, I you know, we know we, we know they have a problem with the modeling right now. I don't, I don't know that know how, they know how to fix it, right? Under the new ownership. They may just come out with a model that, that looks like O&E. So I, I don't know what's going to be happening in the near future. So I don't know that I'd spend the time testing something in Option View right now. <laughs> That's my honest answer. Okay. I understand <laughs> that. And uh, uh, so now Todd is asking, um, are you only using the monthly, you know, third Friday of every month expiration, or do you use the weeklies at all? Well, in our... In the program, we only show that we only do the examples doing the monthlies. In our options trading for income, we're only doing the monthlies. But you could use the weeklies. There's no difference between using the weeklies and the monthly, except for when it comes to expiring them. One of them's a PM expiration, one is the AM. And to be quite frank with you, I would rather be in a PM expiration option than an AM expiration option if you're yep. going to go into expiration because you don't have that overnight gap risk at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, you can do that on any series of options. It doesn't matter. All right. Rod is asking John for the January trade. Were you expecting some kind of a pullback after the previous months of grinding up? Uh, if yes, were you considering the bearish butterfly rather than the rock? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's an honest answer. If nothing else. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really remember. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's I, a lot I do to remember. Yeah, I personally, you know, we do all the examples of all the trading strategies by the guidelines, by the rules, and we, and we give results that way. Now, but, but for those of you who know me, I do trade very subjectively. So, um, if, if I thought that the market was topped out. And we weren't going to make a well. You know what? Even then, I still want to. I'd rather be in a rock trade. You know why? Because you're closer to expiration. And if you get the stall, the only reason I'd want to be in a bearish butterfly over a rock trade would be is if I was expecting a really big down move that was going to be relatively fast. Otherwise, right. I'd rather go in the rock position because if I get my stall at the top, I make my money right away and move on. All right. Now, Naden. Uh, is asking if one is new to options, how much time do you think it will take for him to get to trade the rock? For example, would you suggest first trading M3 and bearish butterfly for five to six months and then start with the rock? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be different for everybody depending on how new they are. Even the M3 is a fairly advanced level trade. So I wouldn't go in from knowing nothing to an M3 strategy. Um, but uh, you know, once you get into the M3 strategy and you fully understand that, you know that's going to take a little bit of time. And yeah, so I, I think your timeline it would be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. Uh, I was going to say that sounds right too. Yeah, I have just something I want to throw in here too. So I had a question: Can can you recommend an alternative of using the M3 or um, or modified M3 for starting the position? where they're indicated. In other words, is there a broken wing butterfly variant that can be considered for both of the above where the idea is to do it without having to buy a call? And the thing with that is, yes, you can do that, right? You can, in the M3 program, we have what's called an M3U as part of the M3 program. It's in one of the updates. I don't exactly know where, but it's probably the 2016 update, I would imagine. And you can use that in lieu of a, a broken wing butterfly. And if you know the M3.4U strategy, you could also run something like that. Okay. And that's my answer to that. You're back on, Seth. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, Raul's asking, Seth, are you having the same problems, John, as with Option View? And the answer is yes. And I will not elaborate. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then Todd, um, Todd, what does. Todd is asking, what do you think of NDX? I think he means as a trading vehicle. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we have an M3. that we, well, we, we don't have a commercially available strategy, but uh, I have uh, traded in the past uh, M3s and calendars and stuff like that in NDX, and it works fine, but you're not going to be able to do it with 50-point wings. You're going to be up in the 300-point range plus. Uh, so you have to modify the strategy. So if you understand... Here's the thing, right? If you fully understand the M3 strategy, you can go in and you can apply that to the M to the NDX. And you and when you do when you try to put on a butterfly, you're going to find the implied volatility skew curves are crazy different. And then you just you know just adjust and adapt the strategy so that it will has a similar look to what a Russell strategy would have. But yeah, the NDX is fine. It moves a lot of points, and you just I mean you have to be a lot um, wider. Uh, with your positioning, but yeah, that's fine. Um, Andre Paré is asking, I can see why the M3 is a prerequisite, but not sure why the bearish butterfly is. Could you please elaborate on this? Well, yeah, and here's, you can get away probably without running the bearish, having the bearish butterfly course if you were fairly advanced with options and you understood the bearish butterfly by what we just put out there. Uh, but what we are going to be in bearish butterfly into expiration guidelines in the rock. So, you know, right. if you're in a, a position where you're in rock position and the market keeps going up, um, the rock transitions into a bearish butterfly expiration guidelines. And that's where you would need the bearish butterfly stuff. Right. Right. That's right. Because it, you, you cover that in the bearish butterfly course. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's a great point. So, yeah, you do you you do need both of them. Speaking of which, John, I think what I'd like to do is move to some important information we want to give everybody about the rock. At this point, you've gone over two examples, which I I, I think are very good because you covered what I would say the normal era, and then you cover the 
COVID-19 2020 option view went berserk and the market went berserk at the same time. And we still had a a really good results for the year, despite all the challenges. Yeah, that's right. Once yeah, yeah, once the the new volatility came in, uh, trading actually became easy this year. But and that's a very important lesson for everybody. Oh, Naden, before before we do that, just one more question from Naden. Can the strategies be managed the last 20 minutes of the trading day or do you need to check more often? Right. So with all the strategies that I put out, I generally recommend uh, trading them once a day or checking them once a day towards the end of the day. Now, you do get into high gamma situations and you have to understand your consequences of not doing nothing under that situation and whether or not you want to do that as a trader. So we have some the new if you're using your capital control measures right so in other words we talked about how we layer the the uh, the training we we layer it doing just the 50,000 position not worrying about capital just trading it regular if you do your capital control it really limits your losses down to something a lot more reasonable than a disaster scenario per se. So we're okay leaving it despite the fact it's close to expiration. We're okay leaving it until end of day to make our adjustments. You know, that said, if you're a trader in expiration guideline in bearish butterfly expiration guidelines, we do generally adjust during the day. Again, that's not mandatory, but um, that's the only time I suggest adjusting during the day. Personally, I avoid it all the time. But but within the guidelines, we do have some guidelines set out for, for expiration guidelines and bearish butterfly if the position gets to that point. Hopefully that says it. So in general, no. In general, it's one time a day. Yeah. All right, great. So uh, that brings me to a really important announcement. And it's uh, it starts out with, uh, hey, and it goes like this. Hey, it's Rocktoberfest. Now, I actually found this on the internet. I don't know what this is with the guitar, but it is. there is such a real thing as Rocktoberfest besides the traditional SMB John I can't believe I can't believe how the people copy us like that. I know. It's unbelievable. It's it unbelievable. Really it, it never ends with you, right, John? It never so anyway, ends. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it is Rocktoberfest. And we had coined this corny term. I think uh, Sherry, John's wife, came up with this a number of years ago. And so we always uh, run a special on the rock strategy in October. So that's why it's called Rocktoberfest. Now, I want to first tell you about the course that John is mentioning. It's seven on-demand videos. With SMB, you, uh, it's, uh, you um, uh, purchase the course, and then you get access to it streaming on our website. Um, and you own the course forever, you know, it, but you need to log into our website to see it. And it's got 408 information-packed slides. And I will tell you, your mind will be blown by the level of detail in these slides. It's, it's, un, it's like a work of genius, you know. So uh, it's incredible. I was there for the, when it was shot back in uh, 2013 when we were still downtown uh, um, Manhattan. And uh, it, was, uh, it, it was incredible. Uh, to be there and incredible to experience it and incredible to learn everything that The Rock has to offer. So um, this is so far and away the most developed complex options course I've ever seen. And this is, you know, the highest level. And so what the course does is, John just kind of alluded to all this stuff. It gives you the flexibility in your options trading to adapt to pretty much every market condition. And it gives you a com- your complete arsenal of uh, strategies to use depending upon which the market throws at you. It deepens your understanding of the Greeks. You learn when it's important to ignore the 10 and focus on your T plus zero line, which is a point a lot of options income traders miss. You see how the pricing of a spread in the Greeks trends can change when you modify your entry and uh, uh, to modify your entry, excuse me. And um, then you can trade very close to expiration with detailed guidelines on how to do that. So this offers it all and allows you to be, in other words, John started this session out by saying, if you do the exact same strategy every time, you know, you're not going to get the same result because conditions are going to change. But if you have a strategy that morphs into those conditions, then you can trade that every time. And that is the secret to why The Rock has been so successful year after year after year, giving those unbelievable returns that we showed you. So this is something you really, really don't want to miss. And that is 
for the next week, we've got the rock on sale, but not just the rock, which we've dropped $400 off its $14.95 price. So that's a, that's a huge cut. It's the largest discount we've ever given. Okay. But um, let us say you own the M3, which many people listening do. Well, then you don't need to buy the M3 again. So if, but you need the bearish butterfly as a prerequisite to learning the rock. So putting it sim- simpler, if you own the rock and the, if you own the bearish butterfly in the M3, you can just buy the rock today. If you own the M3, but don't own the rock and the bearish butterfly for 1995, which is a, a tremendous discount from the normal package, you can buy both. The same for the M3. If you own just the bearish butterfly, you can buy the rock and the M3. And remember, you need those two, M3 and bearish butterfly, as prerequisites to understand the full rock course. And of course, if you uh, want to study all three, um, and you and just like one of our um, uh, earlier questioners, I, I'm, I'm forgetting who that it was, Naden, I believe, was asking, you know, how long do I need to trade the bearish butterfly in the M3 before I try uh, uh, start trading the rock? And I think you should, and John thinks you should also, then you might as well get all three now. If you know you're going to get the rock eventually, get it now and save almost a thousand bucks. Okay. And that's off of the package price. If you add up the individual uh, uh, courses, uh, it's over $4,000. Okay. So probably, yeah, probably 42, 4,300. So what you want to do is take advantage of this now because it only comes by once a year. Uh, and we're offering that for twenty nine ninety five also. So those are your options. This is going to last until next Tuesday at midnight. So give you some time to think about it, to study it, to go to smbu.com. I'm sorry. Yes. So, so it expires next uh, Tuesday, which is October 20th at midnight. Uh, so you want to go to smbu.com slash rock. We're going to post today's recording on that website starting uh, sometime tomorrow. Okay, so you'll be able to rewatch today's session to kind of get into it a little bit deeper. All right. And uh, if you have any questions, you can submit them to John or me and we'll be happy to answer them as well. But you, you, you need to get in under under this deadline. Now, one further thing, if you become a premium member of OptionsTribe.com, which is only thirty dollars a month, you get another five percent off the sale price. So, for example, if you own the. If you buy the 1995 Rock and M3, well, let's let's round that to two thousand dollars. You'll save basically a hundred bucks off of that price. Yet it only costs thirty dollars a month, and all we're asking you to do is give us a chance at the Options Drive to show you how wonderful it is to be a premium member, and you'll get that uh, one hundred dollars off. If at the end of the month you're not satisfied being a premium premium member, we're just asking you to stay at least one month. And we think a lot of you will want to continue to be members because we have over 400 uh, options webinars that we've done since 2011. The first one was with John, by the way. We give you the downloadable copies of presentations like today's presentation with John. You get, of course, the recordings as well. You get 5% off, as I just explained, on any Options Tribe product ever, including items that are on sale and mentoring. And... uh, we have a brief meeting every Monday morning where one of our traders gets on and talks about the trades they're doing. And John is that every, every once in a while himself. So it's $30 per month. And please go to optionstribe.com to join. If you're not a member, it, if you do the math, you should become a member at a bare minimum and take advantage of that extra 5% on the uh, sale prices that you see available to you. So I want to, number one, thank John. As always, for his amazing presentation, you'll always learn something new when John comes on the Options Tribe, so it's uh, very, very valuable. And I also want to point out that you should check out smbu.com slash rock to get more information about the rock, to take advantage of these prices, which are now available until uh, midnight on uh, next Tuesday. And uh, in the meantime, be looking out for the recording that will appear tomorrow on this smbu.com slash rock, because that'll be today's session if you if you want to watch it uh, again. So, John, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, no, there were just a couple of people who were asking about the winningtrade.com and okay. 
tradingperformancepodcast.com. Those are the two websites that have the free information that I offer. And somebody also asked Seth if they could add the M21 to a package. And I'm, I'm yeah. thinking that you probably could probably help them out with that. <laughs> well, I can. We can do that. If you'll, you'll need to, I'm going to type my name into the chat right now. Uh, my email address, uh, smbcap.com and just send me an email and uh, we'll work out some pricing for you. I'll try to give you some kind of a discount on the M21 because you would be buying uh, all four. So uh, we do have a special package. We have a normal package price on that, but during a Rocktoberfest, we'll try to take into consideration that the other courses are all offered on discount and we'll do something with the M21 as well. And that goes for anybody who would like to uh, go down that path themselves. Very good. Thanks for watching the questions, John. There's so many, sometimes so many come up, it's kind of hard to follow all of them and uh, make sure you answered every one of them. So it's nice having a second guy. And yeah, Bobby ho hopefully says, I got them all too. So yeah, Bobby <laughs> says today's session was rocking. All right. Enough of the puns for Oktoberfest. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a great rest of the week and uh, go to smbu.com slash rock and check this out because um, I do not think you're going to find a more comprehensive options trading strategy out there. And I've been around doing this for a while. I can say that with confidence. Thank you, John. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Rock right. on. Take care. Rock on. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>